So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Nate Eisman. I'm the leader of the men's ministry here. Um, I, uh, this is the first time I've had the privilege to speak to the, the congregation uh, from, from a pulpit like this. Uh, so I'm a little bit nervous. I've, I've um, taught at uh, Resmen retreats and Resmen breakfasts, but this is the first time up here. I was really excited when they first asked me to, uh, to give a homily on this evening um, because I think this idea of the all-night vigil is really cool. Um, then I was a little bit less excited when they told me it was at 1 a.m. And, um, and for this passage, too. <laughs> uh, have you guys read this thing? This is pretty challenging. Um, uh, and, and just as a side note, um, in my past life, I was, I was in the Marine Corps. And if any of you ever wanted to know when zero dark 30 is, if you ever heard that expression, it's about now. This is about zero dark 30. Um, so... Um, Anyway, uh, uh, if you would, uh, let, uh, pray with me um, as we, we approach this text. Father in heaven, we're grateful to be here um, on this, this morning. Um, so much anticipation as we, we, in a few hours, will celebrate Christ's resurrection. Uh, Lord, we pray for your, your spirit to be on this place now. Lord, please come speak to our hearts. Speak through your word. Lord, let us be filled with great hope this morning. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So I want to start by just giving a little bit of context for this reading. The, the scripture that we had was from Isaiah chapter 4. In Isaiah chapter 3, which is just before uh, chapter 4, obviously, um, uh, Isaiah has a different different tune in his voice. Um, he actually uh, provides a prophecy regarding Israel's time in captivity and exile in Babylon. And um, it, it's, a, it's a pretty harsh prophecy he delivers. And verse uh, 9 of, of chapter 3 says, For the look on their faces bears witness against them. They proclaim their sin like Sodom. They do not hide it. Woe to them, for they have brought evil on themselves. Then in the, he ends chapter 3 by saying, Your men shall fall by the sword, and your mighty men in battle. And Jerusalem's gates shall lament and mourn empty. She shall sit on the ground. Uh, chapter 4, he has a different tune in mind. He starts off chapter 4 by saying, In that day the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the land shall be the pride and honor of the survivors of Israel. And so um, just take that bit from chapter 3 and hold on to it for a little bit, because we're going to come back to it. But let's, uh, let's take a, a, a little bit more in-depth look at, at the chapter 4 text uh, that we have for, for this morning. Uh, first, let's look at, at verse 2, uh, when he's talking about in that day. What is that day? Well, that's the day of the Lord. That's the day when Christ comes back um, to the earth, and he establishes his kingdom here on earth. So it's a day that we haven't seen yet, but we eagerly anticipate. And then, uh, the branch of the Lord shall be glorious and beautiful. What is the branch of the Lord? Who is the branch of the Lord? Uh, the branch of the Lord is the remnant of Israel. Um, and it's, it's the church that's led by Jesus Christ and redeemed by Jesus Christ. Uh, and we see in verses uh, 3 and 4, our bloodstains are washed away. Our redemption is, is here. Our redemption is, is, is now. Uh, then in verse 5, we see uh, the same spirit that the Lord used to lead his people out of Egypt with a cloud of smoke by day and fire by night hovers over the assembly of Egypt, or over the assembly of Israel. So just a, a quick summary of this text. Uh, in this chapter, we have a picture of God's presence in a renewed Israel, where we are his people. He is our God. We are redeemed and holy and in communion with God. 
The Spirit no longer leads us as it did when we're coming out of Egypt, but rather hovers over us and dwells among us. Um, it's a sense that we, we, we are almost there, but, but not yet, or already, but not yet. We're redeemed. Christ's sacrifice on the cross allows us to be redeemed, and we have the Holy Spirit. He gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, and we have the presence of God through His church. But that day, that day still isn't quite, quite there yet. So what can, we, what can we take away? What can we glean from this? Well, when I read this message, I just, um, I'm, I'm filled with great hope. Um, it's, a, it's a rich and, and deep passage, and I'm not a theologian, and the five to ten minutes of, of time they want us to take for these homilies, there's no way you can adequately uh, address it. Um, but I think what the Lord wants us to do is take, a, take away the idea that God gives prophetic words to give people hope, and to give people hope to, of, of something to look forward to. And so, um, you know, I, I brought up that passage from Isaiah 3 because 200 years after Isaiah prophesied that, Israel was in captivity in Babylon. And I can imagine the, the Israelites in Babylon reading chapter 4 and saying, And that day the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious. What the? And that day, here we are in captivity. How is that even possible? Or I think about the, the disciples on the road to Emmaus after the crucifixion and just so dejected and so discouraged. And they're thinking about Isaiah 4, and that day the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious. How's that going to happen? Where does that happen? I believe that um, hope is hardest to see in the, in the bleakest of moments. Um, it, it's really hard to have hope in, in those hard times, those dark times. And uh, I want to share a story from, from my past. Um, I, I, I share my story uh, um, freely. It's, it's really um, a gift from God, I think, um, uh, to myself and, and to others. And um, uh, about seven years ago, just about this, I'm sorry, eight years ago this month, um, uh, my wife and I separated. Uh, I, I, had, uh, I was in a time of deep rebellion, uh, deep, deep, um, deep sin, um, I wanted to divorce her. I wanted to really live life on my own. I had several family of origin of issues I hadn't dealt with. Um, I was, was unfaithful to my wife. Uh, in short, my, my life was a chaotic mess at that time. Um, fast forward uh, to about uh, November of 2008. I, I had a, a dark night of the soul um, where there were several times I... I uh, woke up in the middle of the night and, and said, I, you know, I should just kill myself and end my life. And uh, went through a process where, where I would, would wake up and say, okay, I'm going to do it now. And uh, I felt a voice inside me say, no, just wait for the sun to come up. And almost this weight on my chest um, uh, wouldn't let me get out of bed. And I went through this routine of, of trying to get out of bed and hearing this voice saying, no, just wait for the sun to come up. Went through this routine probably 15 or 20 times. Um, and I woke up that morning, um, and I came to a service at Resurrection, and that was um, All Saints Day 2008. Um, and I heard stories of transformation. And it was on that day where I, I came back to faith in the Lord, and, and I knew that there was, there was hope. And shortly after that, a friend of mine um, was praying for me. And uh, in his prayer, he said, he said, there will be a time where you are going to uh, lead men and you will preach to congregations. And in the chaos of my life, um, 
I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, what, me? No way. You know, just two weeks ago, I wanted to kill myself. I, I, I don't know how to transition from military life to civilian life. I've been unfaithful to my wife. Um, you know, how can my marriage even be restored right now? Um, but he gave that word, um, and it was a word that I've been able to hold on to and look back at. And it, and it was a word that gave me hope. And so when we look on this passage tonight, and we say, in that day, the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious. Christ has made us beautiful and glorious, and he's coming back, and he's coming back to establish his kingdom here on earth. And what we have right now this evening or this morning, this is just a taste. This is just a small little taste of the glory of God that's coming for us. And tonight, I should say this morning, I keep saying tonight, it's past midnight. Um, but uh, this morning, as we, we um, go into some time of more worship and prayer, my prayer for you is that you will really cling on to words of hope that we can see in this passage, words of hope from other parts of the Scripture. And I want to pray for anyone who's, whose faith is diminished and whose hope is diminished. Um, Paul Davis will be along the side. Uh, you can go up to him and, and receive prayer uh, for that. Um, I'll, I'll hang out along the side a little bit too. Um, and, and if there are other folks who feel need, an urge to pray, um, please come over and, and pray for folks as well. But my prayer is that uh, you, you'll just take a lot of hope in this and that this will, this will fuel your spirit.